the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is Dan Proft for townhall.com. Cody Lee is a 22-year-old blind autistic man who blew the doors off the joint on the popular America's Got Talent show and left the nation in a puddle of joyful tears with his soulful rendition of Donny Hathaway's A Song for You. The views on YouTube are at 25 million and climbing. Cody is as astonishing as is the divide in America over whether the Cody Lees of the world should even be allowed to live in the first place. According to the intellectual godfathers of the pro-abortion movement, Cody Lee is one of those defective people who should have been killed in the womb. Watch him perform and tell me he isn't a divinely inspired talent. Watch Cody Lee perform and ask yourself, is the world a better place with or without him? You just changed the world, America's Got Talent judge Gabriel Union told Cody Lee after his performance. Let's hope she's right. I'm Dan Proff. The Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy, preparing leaders for the public square. Apply before June 15th at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. Good afternoon. Welcome to the Bill Bunkley Show. It is a Wednesday afternoon, and we are delighted to have you with us today. Well, Interesting article I want to start out today with. The phone lines are open at 877-943-9673. That's 877-943-9673. You know, I usually don't spend a lot of time over at CNN, but I do check out the website two or three times a day. Uh, I do that to sort of keep an eye on what, uh, what they're up to. I hardly ever go to MSNBC because I'm pretty sure what they're up to. But uh, I got to tell you, there was an interesting story that they covered that I want to cover with you. You know, President Trump hit the ground running when he was elected president of the United States. And one of the things that he has been uh, at least excelling in from his part is not only the appointment to judges to the federal judgeships, but also his appointments uh, to the uh, Supreme Court. Now, there's an older justice that I want to talk about today. He wasn't appointed by the president. But the chief justice is John Roberts. And to some, John Roberts has become a Well, a wild card. And uh, there is an interesting analysis with CNN that I think we we should all think about. 
where is Justice Roberts going to be on issues that are quote-unquote considered conservative? Is he the new self-appointed referee or moderate? And the reason why I say that, CNN legal analyst and Supreme Court biographer Joan Bisk, you pick, has an interesting article, and um, I think it's asking a question at a very key moment. Because by the end of this month, and we're already on what, the 12th? By the end of this month, all of the Supreme Court decisions will be rolled out. And there's a lot that are still to come. In fact, we only had three or four last week, which was very light, because usually once we get into at least the first and certainly the second week of June, we usually have a pretty good parade of decisions coming out of the court. And so the question is, who is the real John Roberts? She writes, with a deadline for nearly 30 cases looming, that's how many we're waiting on, and weighty issues concerning religion, gerrymandering, and the 2020 census pending, Chief Justice John Roberts took his black leather chair at the bench this week and said three decisions were ready to be announced. It is a paltry total for a week in June, the final month of the annual session. What's more, two of the three were by unanimous votes and none made big headlines. One of those was the In God We Trust, which didn't surprise anybody. She goes on to write, but the term won't end this way, and much of the weight of this momentous season is on Robert's shoulders. This is the first time in Robert's 14 years as Chief Justice that he will likely be the deciding vote on several final tense cases, a total of 24 over the next two weeks. Roberts landed in the ideological center of the court last year when Justice Anthony Kennedy retired after a three-decade tenure. And because Roberts has long been to the right of centrist conservative Kennedy, the court is primed to make a sharp conservative turn. Last Friday, Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg, the court's senior liberal, warned of a spate of 5-4 rulings to come and said Kennedy's retirement would be of greatest consequence for pending cases. Now, she's been criticized. Let me pause for a moment. She's been criticized, number one, for talking about a divided court. And obviously, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, when she made that comment about 5-4 cases, they've already voted. They vote, and then they write the opinions. They assign, the chief justice assigns the opinions, and then justices can, can write their opinions on their own or join the consensus opinion. 
So the question is, with Kennedy gone, and Roberts has given some speeches over the last year or so where he's talked about the importance of the integrity and the legacy of the court. So even though he has been right of center to this point, I want to make you aware of the fact that he may see himself now as the next Justice Kennedy. You may see him on what those of us who are conservatives would say are on the wrong side of a conservative vote. This is going to be a very interesting and compelling three weeks. A very telling tale of the Chief Justice for the next three weeks. Let me go on. She writes, while close observers of the court have forecast that for nearly a year, such a prediction is of a different magnitude coming from a justice who has witnessed firsthand the court's private votes in closed conference rooms, Ginsburg knows where the majority is headed. Two of the most politically charged cases awaiting resolution is testing 2020 census questions and partisan gerrymanders could lead to decisions forcing or favoring Republican Party interests and reinforce the the partisan character of a court comprised of allegedly five, well not allegedly, uh, five GOP appointees and four Democratic ones, Democrat ones. This is a signal Roberts, always insisting the court is a neutral actor, that's referring to some of his speeches of late, does not want to send that is partisan, despite past sentiment that would put him on the Republican side in both. He said in a February appearance at Belmont University in Nashville, quote, people need to know that we're not doing politics. They need to know that we're doing something different, that we're applying the law. Conflicts over such interpretations of the law and the churning of government, that environment of the nation's government, are no doubt adding to the protractive disagreements behind the scenes. Among the most awaited cases are those testing whether the Trump administration may validly add a citizenship question to the 2020 census, Another is whether judges will be allowed to curtail partisan gerrymanders that make it nearly impossible to unseat the controlling party in a state. And whether a 40-foot cross, a World War I memorial known as the Peace Cross, may remain on public land in Maryland. Predictions at this stage can be fraught, but based on oral arguments and other signs from the justices, The answer to all three questions may be yes. It is certain that the nation is headed for more 5-4 rulings. It is also likely that the 64-year-old Chief Justice, concerned about the place of the high court in these volatile times, will try to neutralize any appearance of politics. In June 2018, when Roberts wrote the five-justice decision upholding President Donald Trump's travel ban on nationals, From certain majority Muslim countries, he deferred to the executive and insisted over a dissent from the four liberals, this is an act 
that could have been taken by any other president. So we've got these major questions coming up. And we have the other new justices that are going to be tested as well. And when I say tested, uh, Judge Kavanaugh has uh, surprised uh, on a couple of rulings. And so for those of you who are court watchers and uh If you were listening yesterday, you know that we, at least I mentioned, the new role of the Supreme Court, not what it was intended to be in terms of the vision of the Founding Fathers, but it is what it is. So as we begin to prepare for the season, decisions have already been made. The votes have already been cast. They're finishing up on the opinions. And so what is... The makeup of the court. Who are the real conservatives? Who are the real liberals? That's what we're probably going to see, and these three decisions will help us to do that. Our phone lines are open at 877-943-9673. That's 877-943-9673. What is your prediction? What is your predictions? How do you feel about the supposed five GOP-appointed majority on the bench? Will they vote according to their alleged beliefs, perceptions, interpretations of the Constitution? Or will at least one judge go out of his way to vote to show that it isn't straight a partisan court. And if Judge Roberts or another justice were to do that, what are the important cases, important to you and I, that could be sacrificed on the altar of, hey, we're judges, we're nonpartisan. What issues could be on the chopping block for us. 877-943-9673. I'm Bill Bunkley. We'll also have a Hillsborough County story coming up in a moment. Have you been denied credit? Are you paying high interest rates because of a low credit score? Join the thousands of people who've relied on creditrepair.com to help rebuild their credit score. I went to get my first car. I had to get a used car, high interest, and so I knew that things were things were done from there. For over 15 years, we've helped thousands with their search for solutions to credit issues. We communicate with you, your creditors, and the credit bureaus with a unique approach designed to remove items like late payments, collections, charge-offs, liens, bankruptcy, and foreclosures that are unfair or inaccurate and i've gone up 40 points already there are many services offering to tell you your credit score and even monitor it for you but what good is just knowing your credit score when what you really need is to fix it credit repair members see a significant improvement in their credit scores month after month call now to get your no obligation credit consultation including your free credit score and free summary credit report don't delay call 800-859-0720 that's 800-859-0720 800-859-0720 This is Dan Proft for townhall.com. Cody Lee is a 22-year-old blind autistic man who blew the doors off the joint on the popular America's Got Talent show and left the nation in a puddle of joyful tears with his soulful rendition of Donny Hathaway's A Song for You. The views on YouTube are at 25 million and climbing. 
Cody is as astonishing as is the divide in America over whether the Cody Lees of the world should even be allowed to live in the first place. According to the intellectual godfathers of the pro-abortion movement, Cody Lee is one of those defective people who should have been killed in the womb. Watch him perform and tell me he isn't a divinely inspired talent. Watch Cody Lee perform and ask yourself, is the world a better place with or without him? You just changed the world, America's Got Talent Judge Gabriel Union told Cody Lee after his performance. Let's hope she's right. I'm Dan Proff. The Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy, preparing leaders for the public square. Apply before June 15th at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. back bill bunkley here phone lines are open at 877-943-9673 that's 877-943-9673 for those of you listening on the business afternoon let me give you those closing numbers from wall street the trade war is uh, continuing to uh, bite into some of the profits of our major companies and the uncertainty over that uh, and the uh, uncertainty now in the election uh, between joe biden and president trump uh, at least what the early polling has to say. And I put no, no um, uh, positive uh, reaction to the polls. I don't think modern polling really knows how to do a modern poll and get it right. That is evident in the last few elections. And um, still, we're on Fed rate cut watch, and um, but investors, traders are trying to figure out what to do. So with that... The Dow Jones Industrials today was off at the close at 48.68 at 26.004. S&P 500 was off 5.88, closing at 28.79. NASDAQ off 29.85, closing at 77.92. Uncertain times for people who are in the markets. Well, in a moment, we're going to talk about uh, something that's very near to my heart here in Hillsborough County. Phone lines are open at 877-943-9673. Let me tell you what's coming up on today's Bill Bunkley show, and that is at the bottom of the hour, we're going to have a chance to talk with State Representative James Grant. Uh, he is the sponsor of uh, Florida House Bill 5, among other important pieces of legislation. And uh, I want him to share with us a little bit about the what I would call the protection of the Florida Constitution. I mean, it was like the shootout at the OK Corral last November when we had so many constitutional amendments on the ballot. Then we had our own constitutional revision commission made up of uh, a lot of public officials and people who ought to know better. And they, they spiked that thing with three or four different unrelated subjects per constitutional amendment. It was a mess. And we've got so much junk in our Florida Constitution already. I am a big proponent for slowing it down. And so there's going to be a lot of restrictions since the governor yesterday signed the bill. And uh, we're going to have uh, uh, Representative Grant to be with us today to kind of help us sort out as to what the new restrictions are. 
In a moment, I'll be talking about uh, something that's very close to me, and that is uh, here in Hillsborough County. You may not realize it, but um, we have a foster care problem. We've got a lot of moms and dads that are in trouble. And you may not realize it, but uh, of the kids that come into foster care here in Hillsborough County, one out of four, or 25%, are babies. And a lot of them are, are very young babies. A lot of them are opioid, crack cocaine. They are drug-addicted babies. And uh, for the opioid babies, they've got to immediately go to the neonatal ward. They've got to be treated with methadone. They're just like heroin addicts. They've got to be brought down if, if we're able to identify it. And uh, I want to talk a little bit about a couple of agencies that are coming together to really hopefully make a difference. That's going to be coming up uh, in just a moment. We'll also have Rose Simons. Now, Rose mom was a reverend, and uh, she was gathered in that Wednesday night Bible study. Uh, as you may remember, the 2015 Charleston church shooting on that Wednesday night. Uh, a couple of days ago, we had um, a Pastor Anthony B. Thompson um, about his new book, Call to Forgive. Well, we've got a special two-night showing of a movie by the name of Emmanuel. Emmanuel has to deal with um, those who were involved in that very, very awful incident. Rose Simon's mom was murdered, was a victim of that shooting in the Charleston Church Bible Study. She'll be with us today as well, talking about the new movie, Emmanuel, that uh, we are recommending that you see. Phone lines are open at 877-943-9673, 877-943-9673. By the way, here's uh, something just came across. 71% of institutional investors, those are the big boys, the banks, the um, the big brokerage houses, 71% think that Trump's going to be reelected in 2020. And I guess they also are sharing with me uh, the fact that even though the polls show Biden at 53, Trump at 43, I think, is what the numbers are. I don't believe that in the least. And I still think a lot of, a lot of the Trump uh, supporters, you know, you guys that are out there, you guys and gals, you're not talking to the posters half the time anyway. And when you do, you play games with them. So, anyway, um, so keep an eye on the Supreme Court. We're, we're going to be waiting day by day by day. And I guarantee you that, um, call it to reservation or what, the school of public opinion among liberals and by conservatives, if um, don't have a whole lot of a problem fearing that liberals will not be voting liberals, will not be voting liberal on the court. But it just seems like we always have this issue with the quote-unquote conservative-minded um Justices on the high court, they don't always come in so conservative, and we've got a couple of hints of that already. So I'm going to tell you that uh, the next uh, three weeks or so is really going to set the stage for where we are at right now with the so-called court. Now, in addition to that, let's talk a little bit about something very close to home. And what I mean by that is... 
one-fourth of the babies who go into foster, one-fourth of the kids that go into foster care are babies. And we have an epidemic of moms who are using drugs in our area. And I want to tell you, I'm going to talk about this story a little bit later on, but it has broken my heart. I've been aware of the opioid crisis now for, what, 13, 14 years? Moms who are using these drugs while they're pregnant. Well, we're going to talk about a program between Eckerd Connects and Healthy Start Coalition. They've uh, got some grant money and some additional appropriation money, and they are going to be funding uh, new employees at some of our Hillsborough County clinics, and they're going to be specifically looking for pregnant mothers who may be using uh, illegal drugs or even more prescription drugs than they should, and the fact that they're pregnant, and that includes alcohol and everything. And uh, they're also going to be looking for domestic violence uh, in their lives. And so uh, hopefully that may keep some of our kids out of the neonatal uh, wards at some of our hospitals. And if you've never had a chance to go uh, see or maybe even volunteer, these are kids that uh, they're sensitive to light, to touch, sounds. They need to be held. It's a sad deal. Coming up next, State Rep. Jamie Grant talks about House Bill 5. We'll be right back. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. President Trump is sending 1,000 more U.S. troops into Poland as part of a broader security alliance. A vote by the House Oversight Committee is expected soon. The committee considering whether to hold the Attorney General and the Commerce Secretary in contempt for failing to turn over subpoenaed documents. Maine has become the eighth state to legalize medically-assisted suicide. Iran's president has officially welcomed Japanese Prime Minister Shinzo Abe. The Japanese leader is in Tehran on a mission to calm tensions between the U.S. and Iran. The World Health Organization says an expert committee will be meeting on Friday in Geneva to discuss whether to declare the Ebola outbreak a global emergency. On Wall Street, stocks finished lower. The Dow fell 44 points. The Nasdaq off 30. The S&P was down 6. This is SRN News. It's healthy to be afraid of God, right? Living as a Christian means dying to yourself daily. You can never be certain of God's will for your life. Perhaps as a Christian, you've heard these ideas, heard them so often that they sound like biblical truth. But what if Scripture says they're lies? Hi, I'm Andrew Farley, author of Twisted Scripture, untangling 45 lies Christians have been told. If you've ever questioned your closeness to God or wondered if God's grace is running out on you, then this book is for you. To get a taste, visit this station's website today to download my free guide to your new identity in Christ. And be sure to enter for a chance to win a VIP trip to Dallas, Texas this fall. Download your free guide and enter to win a trip to Dallas at letstalkfaith.com. Letstalkfaith.com. This is Focus on the Family Minute, and Reverend Anthony Thompson forgave the man who killed his wife. And that's what a lot of people don't understand. They believe that forgiving the person is letting the person off the hook. And actually, you're letting yourself off the hook. 
because you're receiving that peace yeah. that you need from the burden of bearing anger and hate, rage, which is sin. Christ died on the cross to release us from that burden, that burden of sin. All those things which we harbor sometimes and it leads us to acts of violence. And a lot of that is going on today in the world, a lot of yeah. shooting because somebody's mad yeah. at somebody who offended them. Yeah. And when all you need to do is seek God, ask Him to forgive you, help you to forgive the person who offended you, and the peace you're trying to seek in other means, you'll receive that peace immediately. More about this powerful story of forgiveness and the movie Emmanuel at FamilyMinute.org. Sunday mornings at 9, join Rabbi Stephen Weiler for Heart of Messiah. And also we looked at verse 35, which talks about as long as there's a sun, a moon, stars, that the nation of Israel will never cease from being a nation before God. Heart of Messiah, Sunday mornings at 9 on Faith Talk, AM 570, and online at letstalkfaith.com. Chances are there'll never be an emergency ever again. But just in case, let's talk about a plan. Okay. Who is going to grab the go bag? What's a go bag? It is a bag we do not have that is filled with things we really, really need in an emergency. Guess we won't have to worry about it then. Well, this is great. (laughs) I am so glad that we don't have a plan. I know. Winging it is not an emergency plan. Make sure your kids know what to do during an emergency. Who to call, where to meet, what to pack. Visit ready.gov slash kids for tips and information. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. Away, and I felt the pain of heartbreak, and I've seen the brighter days, and I've prayed prayers to heaven from my lowest place, and I have held your blessings. God, you give and take away. No matter what. Hey, we're back, Bill Bunkley here on this Wednesday afternoon. Phone lines are open at 877 943 9673. That's 877-943-9673. Going to be turning our focus now back to Florida. And uh, as uh, we're in the season, uh, even though there was a little timeout, as our governor took a little side trip uh, over to Israel, had a little cabinet meeting there in the embassy. But he's back, and uh, it is now uh, a couple of things are happening. Number one, it is turkey season in Tallahassee. Now, it's not really turkey season like the ones you like to have at Thanksgiving. No, it's budget turkey season. And the governor has said that uh, he'll probably have worked, uh, his work done on the budget next week. And we'll see what uh, things that uh, maybe he thought didn't get the proper vetting. Uh, he's also uh, in the season of receiving bills from the Florida House and Senate. Don't ask me how they decide how to get the bills over and when because there's a uh, a little bit of timing involved, but uh, today we're going to be talking about uh, a couple of major bills with a key player in the Florida House of Representatives, and that is Representative James Jamie Grant. Uh, he is uh, representing District 64, which is Hillsborough County and uh, a wee bit of uh, northern Pinellas County. He has served since 2010, but there was a little hiccup between 14 and 15 where he got involved with a frivolous lawsuit over a long-standing 
deal over whether an independent was in the race or not. We're not going to talk about that today. But uh, he's carrying on the legacy from his dad, who was one of the first Republicans in the Florida House unteen decades ago and served uh, uh, very, very uh, capably in the uh, Florida Senate. And, of course, that's uh, Senator John Grant, uh, who's been long retired. But Jamie's a great uh, family friend. And, Jamie, want to bring you in here and uh, get the scoop behind the scenes on at least a couple of your bills that really were making some national headlines. Good to have you with us. Thanks, Bill. It's always great to be with you. Well, I'd love to talk about the uh, felons bill first, but since the governor just signed um, House Bill 5, let's go ahead and keep the fireworks one on the back burner for a minute. Let's talk about House Bill 5. If people have been reading up on the history of this, uh, had a little action in the House chamber late on the Friday night, closed the session. Walk us through this bill from beginning to end and how we're going to be reining in some of these uh, out-of-control petition gatherers. Yeah, I'd start, Bill, by saying that some of my colleagues have accurately stated that there's probably not a policy accomplishment I can author and and help work with a team to get done that will ever surpass what we did in House Bill 5. And to the extent that there's been criticism and people have said that nothing about, uh, that that everything about House Bill 5 is wrong, if, if wrong, if, if House Bill 5 is wrong, I don't ever want to be right. And the reason I say that is, is we have a fundamental question to answer here in the state of Florida and, and throughout the country. And, and that fundamental question is, are we going to maintain a republic? Are we going to maintain um, a pathway that, that carries forward a legacy that was the creation of the single most uh, successful experiment in the history of, of mankind, a society that said our rights are given by our creator government's role is not to infringe them. Every other society before our radical founders said that your rights come from the church or a king or dependent on who you were born to. Um, and, and unfortunately, we have people that want to turn Florida into a direct democracy. What they say is, well, I'm tired of the legislature not acting on a policy that I want to see happen. And so instead of playing by the rules in a republic, they want to create new rules and create a direct democracy. And I happen to believe, and, and I'll fight as long as I'm in office, to continue defending the fact Um, that the republic is the path we should continue. And so when I got the the chairmanship of criminal justice and knew that I'd be spending most of my session in the judiciary suite working on policy uh, that dealt with the rule of law and criminal and civil justice, uh, a big part of that's the Constitution. And and I looked at a couple of my colleagues and said, if we get anything done this year, we need to protect the Florida Constitution. We need to make sure the Florida Constitution operates like a constitution rather than a secondary set of statutes. And so we started putting pen to paper and trying to come up with ideas and, and things that would at least be passable to, to uh, maybe not do everything we wanted to do, but at a minimum um, significantly move forward protections of our Florida Constitution. And so we did that. We got that bill off the House floor, and, and the House and, and Senate rules are very different, and the rules process is, is pretty complex. And a lot of members don't, quite frankly, spend time in the rules. Um, and, and while I would, would only add to your intro that um, I'm more interested in carrying on Beverly's legacy than John's, uh, my dad's obviously <laughs> a tremendous mentor. I uh, love my dad, but, but I never miss the opportunity to give mom a plug because dad would have never been able to do what he did without her, and I know I wouldn't have either. But, um, but, but one of the pieces of advice my dad gave me when I first got elected was know the rules inside and out, and you'll be unstoppable. Um, and, and quite frankly, Bill, the best way to sum up House Bill 5 is that it was a very complicated rules process that required teamwork. And the one thing that I've stressed coming out of this session is that I've never been in a session before this one where 
Uh, it was House and Senate and governor's office as a team saying we are not going to be satisfied with the amount of conservative reforms. There is always more to do. In years past, it's kind of been House versus Senate. You've seen it, right? Who, who got more of their priorities, the House or the Senate or the governor's office? For 20 years, we've had the House and the Senate and the governor's mansion as Republicans. And, and quite frankly, it was um, unbelievably refreshing to see a session where we said we're all on the same team, whether we're in the House, the Senate, or on the in the governor's office, and, and what we should care about is, is what we did for the people of Florida. And this House Bill 5 exercise would have never happened in what I call a normal Florida Senate. A normal Florida Senate would have said, okay, we've already uh, passed sanctuary cities. We've already passed transformational health care reform. We've already passed transformational educational freedom reforms. We've done enough. We've got to save stuff for next year. In this case, we had to have a, a rules machination that required action by the Senate to send us a bill and have that bill come over to the House and us pass that off the floor, send it back to the Senate, and the Senate be willing to do it. Um, and, and I'll tell you, Bill, you know me pretty well. Uh, the hardest secret I've ever had to keep in my life was the secret around House Bill 5 because there was about eight of us in the House and Senate combined that knew what was happening. Um, and, and a lot of people wrote the bill off for dead, and, and because of the teamwork between the governor's office, the, the Senate, and the House, uh, we were able to pull off what I think is, a, is an absolute Hail Mary um, that protects our Constitution. And, and I'm happy to dive into it, but I, I, I would be remiss if I did not give appropriate credit to all of the people who played a role in the fact that on day 60, day 59, day 60, uh, we were going to the mattress for the Florida Constitution because all of us believe if, if we're not defending the Constitution, we're not doing anything meaningful. And let me just say that, uh, by the way, listening to State Representative James Grant uh, from District 64, and in fact, uh, I was remiss by not not mentioning that uh, he was uh, chairman, subchairman of the criminal just chairman of the criminal justice subcommittee, and all these bills that have to do with that area go through his committee first before the overall uh, committee. And that, that's a very important introductory place. But I want to tell you, it is absolutely true. You know, he, her, he or she who knows the rules rule. And that's what's fair on both sides. And, and I want to tell you, there's a little difference here. Everyone knew uh, what when this thing started rolling, these folks knew on both sides. These are public officials, also politicians. They knew the impact. This wasn't like we're pulling up some obscure environmental bill that only 20% of the members could even deal with the subject matter, and it got amended on a bill, and it rolled. No, this is something that everybody knew. Uh, it, it was out there throughout the whole session, so I want to get past that. Now let's talk a little bit about what does this do? Because as far as I'm concerned, we have trashed our Florida Constitution. We have This is supposed to be a sacred document. Think of our U.S. Constitution. Very rarely ever amended. And now we have special interest groups. And if you kind of got lost, uh, maybe you're not really a follower of government, you know, we're having this big, big debate uh, of whether we want capitalism or socialism. Well, you know where we're at in this station and our audience. But you also have uh, the idea where you, are you a republic or you direct vote. What republic means is you elect representatives. Uh, I happen to be in, in Jamie's district. I put my confidence. Mrs. Bunkley put her confidence. We put our confidence in Jamie. He was elected by the majority, he is to go to Tallahassee and represent us. Now, what's happened is we have some money and special interest groups that, that, that have come up, come back over and over and over 
medical marijuana, whatever it is, and we're loading up our sacred uh, foundational document with, with, with trash. It, it's almost like going to the beach and all you got is plastic everywhere and nobody's picking up. So now tell us the difference, uh, Representative Grant, as to what was happening prior to the signing of the vote by gatherers turning in petitions, and then what have you done to tighten it up with this bill? Yeah, I think that's a, that's a great recap, Bill. I mean, at the end of the day, the fundamental question is a direct democracy or direct vote or the legislature. And, and what I find interesting is, you know, nobody has ever, none of my constituents have ever asked me to behave more like Washington, D.C. And what we see out of Congress every day is the abdication of power and responsibility yep. uh, to, yep. to do stuff. And, you know, the simple recourse here and what I found fascinating about all of the opposition and the money that was spent against me and, and, and folks that are threatening to take me out, uh, I think they thought that that threat would, would be intimidating, and, and, and instead, if you understand the beauty of this republic, that's exactly the recourse that is proper. If you don't like the job I'm doing, fire me, um, and, and, and let's go have a debate of ideas. And, and I will always entertain the debate of ideas that says I'm on the side of, of, of freedom and inalienable rights and a republic, and if you think that America needs fixing, I happen to think the shining city on a hill can always get better, but the fundamentals are beautiful. Um, and so what we looked at was a process that said, hey, there's no accountability to who's getting the petition signed. There's a pay-by-petition process. I actually found job postings on Indeed that, that advertised up to $4,000 a month, I think it was, on a, on a commission basis if you could get signatures. And anybody with a rudimentary business sense knows that commission plans are powerful things. They will give you what you incentivize. And so if you incentivize people uh, to, to simply – uh, get paid by the number of positions, you're inducing fraud. Um, and we've actually had documented cases of fraud that have been litigated in court. And the great travesty bill, when you talk about the, the sacredness of, of a constitution, is that the, the courts have actually said there's no remedy after the voters approve it. So there's existing case law that says if you commit fraud to get something on the ballot, once the voters accept it, too late, the fraud happened, and we'll punish the people who committed fraud. But the constitution was amended under an amendment put before the voters that was fraudulently perpetrated mm. to get there. Um, and so what we said was no longer. Uh, we're going to have clear ballot disclosures. People ought to understand we live in a, uh, in, in a balanced budget state, and, and there's a reason why people are flocking to Florida. There's a reason why Florida rebounded from the recession, unlike Illinois and New York and some of those liberal states who continue on to lecture us on a path forward. You find me somebody from, from Tampa Bay that says, hey, I'm moving to Chicago, and I'll start thinking about changing course. <laughs> what we're doing here is continuing to empower Well, Jamie, let's do this. Jay, 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 Jamie, hold that thought. We got a hard break I got to get to real quick. I'll bring you right back in, and we'll dive back into what we've done to tighten it up, what you've done to tighten this up. You're listening to State Representative Jamie Grant, District 64, who is chairman of the Criminal Justice Subcommittee. Um we may not get to the other uh, headline bill. Might have to have him back, but uh, we'll talk more about what we're going to do, what you're going to see, by the way, in terms of maybe a few less petition ga- gatherers hawking you every time you go to the post office, Walmart, or wherever. I'm Bill Bunkley. Don't go away. We'll be right back. So you sit down and do your budget, and you look at all your monthly costs and your bills and your income, and it seems like there's never quite enough. You know what would really help, finding $500 a month to help balance things out. 
That is the typical savings, $500 a month for a family when you switch to MediShare for your health care. And when it comes to health care sharing ministries, MediShare is really the gold standard. It's been around for 25 years and has more than 400,000 members. It's been around so long and grown so much because it works. And whether you're single or married or have kids, this could make sitting down to do a monthly budget a lot more fun. $500 a month can more than cover a car payment or payback loans, whatever. So join MediShare and go out to dinner to celebrate. Here's the number to call. They are incredibly kind and helpful to talk to. 844-41-BIBLE. That's 844-41-BIBLE. 844-41-BIBLE. Kim was driving down the road right by the fourth hole. Someone yelled, Golf ball hit her windshield. She wasn't worried. Her first thought was a new free windshield. And cash on the spot. She called 813-96-GLASS. 813-96-GLASS. If it's chipped or cracked, we'll buy it back. We turn your broken glass into cold, hard cash. Auto Glass America. Up to $100 cash back with comprehensive insurance. So, along with everything else you have to do day-to-day running your business, you're trying to manage your digital marketing and social media. It's a lot of heavy lifting. How can you compete? You need some help from Salem Surround. Get started with a free evaluation of your digital presence and some great ideas to increase your online visibility and revenue. Total market penetration for increased ROI. Learn more at surroundtampa.com. Surroundtampa.com. Connecting you with new customers. Did you know the human body does not make its own vitamin C? That's right. That's why it's critical to supplement your diet with a good source of vitamin C every single day. Aquapowder's vitamin C is a safe, effective, and delicious way to get the powerful vitamin C your body needs. And it's easy. Just mix with water and drink. Feel more energy, boost your immune system, and fight free radical damage. The secret is that Aquapowder's vitamin C combines nature's most potent forms of vitamin C, including acerola cherry, to deliver 2,000 milligrams per serving. That's real protection. And Aquapowder's vitamin C is available on Amazon. That's spelled A-Q-U-A-P-O-W-D-E-R-Z. Vitamin C is one of the best things you can do for your health, and Aquapowder's is one of the best ways to get vitamin C. So go to Amazon now and get your Aqua Powders Vitamin C today. And remember, Aqua Powders transforms water into wellness. I've been searching for ways to grow deeper in my faith and strengthen my daily walk, and I found it at Crosswalk.com. From Bible study tools to Christian living articles, devotionals, movie reviews, to marriage and finance articles, you get the idea. Crosswalk.com also has a great online community of Christians just like me. With everything just a click away, it's like having a trusted friend, teacher, and mentor right here at my desk every day. Crosswalk.com, the intersection of faith and life. Janae's Tropicals is your one-stop shop for fruit trees, exotic tropical plants and palms, citrus, and more. Join Janae every Saturday morning at 9.30 as she shares more than 24 years of horticultural experience and hosts other green thumb experts to give you free gardening advice. Janae will teach you to live off the land and love it. Visit Janae online at tropicalfruit.com and join her every Saturday at 9.30 a.m. on Faith Talk 570 WTBN online at letstalkfaith.com.
Hey, we're back. Let's get right back to it. This is our final segment, just uh, four or five minutes, and I want to give as much time as I can to State Representative James Grant, District 64, talking about uh, the effects of House Bill 5, which should give some relief to the multiple constitutional amendments that appeared uh, last November, and shame, shame, shame on the Constitutional Commission, Revision Commission, and uh, they should know better, but they, you know, put four or five things uh, in one line item that were totally unrelated, which which really resulted in the debacle that many of us said, no more, no more. So House Bill 5 is going to tighten up these uh, uh, heretofore have been commission-oriented petition signers. Let's go back to James Grant. So, James, give us the rundown on uh, what this new bill is going to do and how that should be somewhat of a protection to the Constitution of Florida. Yeah, Bill, I think the mechanics are, are, are pretty simple and straightforward. Number one, there should be ballot transparency. A voter should know that there might be a financial impact that, that's going to have uh, a, a, an impact on our state budget, meaning other services will be cut or taxes will have to be raised. Stuff in this world isn't free. Um, and I think a lot of times policy questions don't have like a self-evident uh, financial implication. Amendment 4 is going to have a, a massive financial impact on our state budget, and I don't know that people realized that when they went to the, to the ballot box. So I think it's important for voters to have more information. Two, there was no uh, accountability or inventorying of who was collecting petitions, who was signing petitions. And so we modified the constitutional petition process to look just like voter registration that said, if you're going to go out and try and register voters, you need to let the state know who you are. We need to be able to contact you. We need to be able to investigate and audit because elections are sacrosanct, and we need to know that, that the public has uh, the utmost of, of trust in the result of an election. And certainly the same should be true. Uh, of a constitutional amendment. And so we put procedures and processes in place where somebody has to register. We now will know exactly who got what petition signed so that if there's any funny business, we can go ahead and prosecute it. Uh, prosecute it. We increase the penalties for people that fraudulently amend the Constitution um, and really looking at a process that says, hey, how do we ensure that there is integrity to this process? It's no longer an out-of-state company coming in with paid professionals to get petitions under an ambiguous question to modify something as sacrosanct as the Constitution. I'll, I'll throw in, Bill, for you. You're not wrong about the CRC. We're not done there yet. I think we've got some work to do. I personally am working with some colleagues in the Senate and the governor's team. Uh, I believe we can sue the CRC. I don't believe the CRC has the authority to propose new amendments. Uh, and I'm currently doing everything I can to, to try and uh, gather some troops to go sue and enforce the fact that the CRC has the ability to revise and edit our Constitution every 20 years, but they don't get to come in and offer new amendments. What we saw this year was them taking the amendatory approach um, and, and the fact that they're not bound by a single subject requirement to the extreme. The fact that they don't have a single subject makes sense because they should just be mocking up, revising, and editing. Um, I want to sue to enforce and put the CRC back in its place uh, because it shouldn't be a de facto 20-year legislature coming in and making policy in our Constitution. And the main point that uh, Jamie was making was when we vote on – when you have a bill in the House or the Senate and there is a fiscal impact, that's a fancy name for it's going to cost money to do this. It has to go and be vetted. It has to be getting given a line item. It has to be uh, considered and voted upon upon the entire scope of the whole budget. When you throw things in these constitutional amendments, just remember, because Jamie said it best, 
those things cost money, and yet the state has not prepared to do that. That's why we have a vetting process in Tallahassee. I got another final question for you, uh, Jamie, and, and you may not know, but the governor hinted yesterday, and maybe it's the constitutional revision question, still, I think, uh, unresolved. But he hinted that there was more to this signature situation that uh, we might see next year. Any idea what he might be talking about? And, and I know I'm catching you with something that was just said in the last 12 hours, but it did catch my attention. No, I'll take us back to where we started, the amazing amount of teamwork and collaboration between the governor, uh, us in the House, and, and our colleagues in the Senate. Uh, the governor knows that I didn't get anywhere near what I wanted um, in House Bill 5. But but sometimes in the policy world, you have to be willing to accept a big win. You can't let the perfect be the enemy of the good. Um, and so we've got some work left to do. Some of it is putting the CRC back in its place. Um, I'd like additional ballot transparencies. I'd like our constituents to understand that if it doesn't need to be done in the Constitution, then the proper recourse is to go apply pressure to the legislators. I think the irony and the opposition uh, that I've faced on the House Bill 5 is I'm begging for people to come scrutinize me. I'm asking for the battle. I'm asking for people to say, if I don't like the job Jamie's doing, let's go take him out. I think that's how a republic has and should operate. Anything less than that is a shift towards a direct democracy. Anything less than that is a shift away and a betrayal against our founding and what has made us an exceptional and lasting society that truly is a shining city on a hill. We've got to make a decision as conservatives and people who believe in leaving America in better hands for future generations not to turn away from what has lastingly and empirically worked and and choose a path of less resistance just because we want a faster outcome. I want to tell you that um, we're going to have uh, Jamie back to talk about the felons restoration of civil rights to voting uh, legislation because you need to understand that as well. But I tell you what, thank you so much for just uh, an absolutely revealing time. A breath of fresh air. Someone who says, this is what I was sent to do. If you don't like what I'm doing, vote me out. And I tell you what, that's what it really is all about. Uh, Representative, thank you so much for being with us. We've got a hard break in about 20 seconds and uh, need to get you right back here in the next couple of weeks. Bill, thanks, Tom. Always great to be with you, bud. God bless you. All right, I'll be back on AM 570, 910 in just a moment. I'll be right back. If you'd like a smartphone that's really smart, download the OnePlace.com app, the app that will inspire your faith daily and provide answers to the biggest questions of all. OnePlace lets you download your favorite pastor's programs and listen even offline or in airplane mode with easy connections to your Bluetooth speaker or dashboard. To download your free OnePlace app, visit the iTunes App Store or the Google Play Store for your Android device and search for OnePlace. That's one place. Sunday mornings at 7.30. Don't miss the crucified message with Dr. Tony Young Jr. Let me remind you, that's the way you and I have acted toward God. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. But not only that, he gives us life. He gives us health, strength, food, shelter, and clothing. The crucified message with Dr. Tony Young Jr. Sunday mornings at 7.30. On Faith Talk AM 570 and online at letstalkfaith.com. Faith Talk 570 WTBN Pinellas Park. Online at letstalkfaith.com. A service of the Salem Media Group. 
Breaking news this hour from townhall.com. I'm Keith Peters. The House Oversight Committee under Congressman Elijah Cummings has voted 24 to 15 to hold Attorney General William Barr and Commerce Secretary Wilbur Ross in contempt. The news comes after President Trump exerted executive privilege over documents related to the Trump administration's decision to add a citizenship question to the 2020 census. President Trump is sending 1,000 more U.S. troops into Poland as part of a broader security alliance. The announcement came during a White House news conference with the visiting Polish president who said his country will pay for the basing of American troops. Poland has been pushing for an increased permanent presence of U.S. forces out of concern over Russia's military activity. President Trump also said Poland is buying more than 30 F-35 Joint Strike fighter jets from the U.S. In recognition of that purchase, a single F-35 flew over the White House with the presidents and their wives looking skyward. Greg Clugston, Washington. Hong Kong's leader is not saying if she's going to withdraw a contentious bill in the face of this week's severe and troubling protests. In an interview, Carrie Lam spoke tearfully about the sacrifices she has made for the city in response to questions about whether she is selling out the territory by trying to push through a controversial extradition bill. Then the chief executive dodged questions about whether she would withdraw the proposal in the face of chaotic and sometimes violent demonstrations against it by tens of thousands of angry residents in Hong Kong. Critics say the bill, which would allow suspects to be extradited to mainland China, could lead to an erosion of civil liberties in the semi-autonomous territory. I'm Charles Suladesma. At least 72 people have been injured in those protests. On Wall Street, they're down by 44 points. The Nasdaq dropped 30. The S&P lower by 6. Oil plunged $2.13 to $51.14 a barrel. More on these stories at townhall.com. If you're worried about your cholesterol, hear how others are taking charge with garlic. My doctor said my cholesterol was borderline, but I've been taking garlic, and it works. I've been taking garlic for years. My pharmacist recommended garlic. He said there's an ingredient in garlic that helps maintain healthy cholesterol. I take garlic every day. No garlic breath. Lots of people like you are choosing garlic to help maintain a healthy cholesterol. Garlic, it's cholesterol's natural enemy. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Use as directed. When it comes to your pain, many of you might be skeptical, like I was, about ordering Relief Factor. Pat Boone again for this wonderful 100% drug-free supplement designed to help your own body lower or eliminate occasional aches and pains due to aging, exercise, everyday living. I'm not skeptical any longer. The three-week quick start is now discounted to only $19.95. Why don't you let us see if we can get you out of pain, too, at relieffactor.com. Preparations continue for a meeting in Bahrain, at which time a U.S.-sponsored Mideast peace plan will be partially unveiled. The latest from the media lines, Charles B. Blazier. Egypt, Jordan, and Morocco are sending representatives to an economic workshop this month in Bahrain, where the Trump administration will unveil the first component of its Israeli-Palestinian peace plan. The Arab officials will join counterparts from Saudi Arabia, the United Arab Emirates, and Qatar at the gathering, whose aim is to generate investment for development projects in the West Bank and Gaza Strip. The confirmation by Egypt and Jordan, the only two Arab nations with formal peace agreements with the Jewish state, lends additional credence to the U.S. peace push. Nevertheless, the Palestinian Authority is boycotting the conference and has denounced Arab nations as quote-unquote collaborators. I'm Charles B. Blazer, Town Hall News, Jerusalem. News and analysis at themedialine.org and townhall.com. I'm Keith Peters in Washington.
Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell says President Trump has overcome many of his critics by using the threat of tariffs to win border concessions from Mexico, despite the fact that conservatives generally oppose tariffs as a barrier to free trade. Even though no, almost none of my members were enthusiastic about the prospect of tariffs, you have to give the president credit. It worked. McConnell tells the Salem Radio Network the president's tough trade talk may be key to resolving the humanitarian crisis at the U.S.-Mexico border. The threat of levying tariffs on Mexican goods coming in uh, clearly got the government's attention down there, and the president deserves applause, not condemnation, uh, for the outcome, which has a, a good chance of solving this crisis at the border. Despite the crisis, however... Democrats continue to block supplemental funding requested by the Customs and Border Protection Agency. More on these stories available at townhall.com. I'm Keith Peters in Washington. Christ demands first place. There's no room on the throne of your heart for two gods. This is the Bill Bunkley Show. On Faith Talk 570 and 910 WTBN. Our rights come from nature and God and not from government. History will record with the greatest astonishment that those who had the most to lose did the least to prevent its happening. Phone lines are open in Hillsboro, 813-287-5700 or toll free 1-877-943-9673. As for me and my house, we've already made a decision. We are going to serve the Lord. And that's a decision that every single person here tonight has to make. You either have to decide that you're going to serve the gods of materialism all around, or the true and the living God. And now, the president of the Florida Ethics and Religious Liberties Commission. Here's Bill Bunkley. And welcome back to those of you who are with us during the first hour. And for those that are just joining us because uh, this is the time you can get free, hey, we're glad to have you back. Bill Bunkley here with the Bill Bunkley Show. And this is uh, our exclusive time here on AM 570 and 910 with, uh, uh, well, folks that are our Christian brothers and sisters, those who may be seeking the Lord and those that are just, uh, you know, tried to maybe living life uh, in a different direction and uh, man you got to know the lord many many years earlier and you're you're just telling yourself you know it's time to come back i will tell you it is time to accept him and it's also time to come back to him but i i do greet you with um just all the glory and praise to our lord and savior jesus christ this afternoon hope you're having a a wonderful afternoon with him and um we're going to have uh, some good, informative time here. Coming up a little bit later on the program, we're going to have Rose Simmons. Now, her daddy was the late Reverend Daniel Simmons, and he is uh, one of the individuals who were tragically killed in the 2015 Charleston church shooting on that Wednesday night prayer session, Bible session. And we just had a chance to talk to uh, Reverend Anthony B. Thompson earlier in the week. Um, he was, uh, his wife was uh, leading that uh, Bible study. He was uh, conducting some other church building, another business at another location. Well, there's a movie coming out called Emmanuel. It's only going to be um, at the theaters for two nights on June the 17th and June the 19th. And Rose is going to be talking about uh, not only uh, her daddy, but also 
the film Emmanuel, which is marking the fourth year anniversary of that awful, awful tragedy. That's coming up a little bit later on during this half hour. Well, phone lines are open at 877-943-9673. That's 877-943-9673. Well, I think the Southern Baptist Convention has uh, really hit one out of the park. And I really mean that sincerely because they handled with great grace uh, two very, very sensitive subjects. And uh, as uh, Dr. Ronnie Floyd, who is the president, CEO of the executive committee of the Southern Baptist Convention, he said, the convention is at a point in its life for a major reset. And I think this is important reset indeed. Number one, let me tell you, the most moving part of the last few days has been the commissioning of the new missionaries that are going to be going out in this coming year. Um, and I want to tell you, the International Mission Board just did a, a wonderful presentation, including several missionaries who you could only see their silhouettes. Because these are young people who have accepted the call of the gospel, have accepted missionary responsibilities, and they are going into areas of the world that if we... If we, uh, at the convention, if we showed their face or read their names, they could be subject to being killed upon arrival to their assigned destination. Because we send missionaries into closed countries because the sharing of the gospel of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ is that important. And I want to tell you, that was... That's always a highlight, but that was a highlight in terms of who Southern Baptists are. They, they are the number one sending organization when it comes to missionaries. I also want to tell you that they have decided to uh, both the motions to change the Constitution, one on tackling sex abuse in churches, the other tackling um, race relations within the churches, Both of those were accepted by those voting members at the convention. And um, what they have formed is called a Standing Credentials Committee, which will fight sexual abuse, among other issues. The official statement by Dr. Floyd, the Southern Baptist Convention does stand against all forms of actions of sexual abuse, viewing it as a horrific evil. As Southern Baptists, we must address this comprehensively and correctly. Unquestionably and undoubtedly, we must make a clear, compassionate, convictional, and compelling statement about this issue in every way we can. He went on to say, besides holding our standards of relationship high, we must also believe the existence of this Standing Credentials Committee would reduce the possibility that any of our cooperating churches would be slandered or falsely accused on the floor of our Southern Baptist Convention in session. Just to let you know, just a lot of stuff flying back and forth on Twitter uh, about some of those churches in Texas and so that were involved with uh, the potential uh, or the actual cover-up of sexual abuse in their churches. That's no longer going to be uh, an acceptable practice, though it wasn't acceptable before. 
Well, what this standing committee will be, it will be a year-long committee, and uh, churches are to report if they have a member of their staff inappropriately involved with uh, a youngster or inappropriate with uh, a relationship with another a church member or staff member. That is uh, supposed to be reported. That's supposed to be a very transparent situation. And uh, there's going to be um, some follow uh, going to be a tremendous amount of follow-up. <clears throat> Not only with the abuser, but the one who was uh, the abuser, but the one who was abused. And certainly, the one that uh, was abused uh, is going to have uh, a, a lot more uh, options in, in terms of uh, the, the post-sexual uh, abuse uh, deal. But on the other hand, it's very easy to accuse somebody of something, especially in the Twitter age, the Facebook age, and the Instagram age. Easy to accuse someone without presenting the facts. And I think one of the great discussions was how we should be very, very careful about what we see on Twitter, on Facebook, Instagram, any of the social media, because it's so easy. And we see this now in the, the battle for the presidency. That it is so easy, and I'm not just singling out President Trump, by the way, uh, because Twitter is the tool for so much of the communication in the country. But you can put stuff out there, and, you know, it can go viral, and it can be shared, you know, a gazillion times. And then you find out, you know, a week or two later, it was false. So this is a difficult age, but... Uh, we are going to be transparent. When I say we, I'm a Southern Baptist, Florida Baptist. We are going to be, uh, um, you know, very, very transparent, very, very forthcoming, and, and those are two wonderful things. But, again, uh, just so proud of all the missionaries that we're going to be sending out. And, by the way, we have more money for missionaries than we do have qualified applicants. So I want to tell you, if uh, you're one of my brothers or sisters in the Southern Baptist Convention, uh, take the word back to your church. I'm sure your pastor knows already that um, if folks uh, pray and are called to the mission field, uh, there are uh, some opportunities that they can apply for through the um, the um, my mind just went blank. I'll, I'll figure it out again. The International Mission Board, there it is. I've said it a couple of times, it just kind of left me. Coming up in a moment, we're going to have a chance to uh, speak with Rose Simmons. She's a daughter of the late Reverend Daniel Simmons, who was tragically killed in the 2015 Charleston church shooting. Got a movie I'm recommending, and she's going to tell us about that. Emmanuel will be out June 17th through the 19th. She's next up on The Bill Bunkley Show. doubted God's love or questioned whether you're truly saved? Hi, I'm Andrew Farley, author of Twisted Scripture, untangling 45 lies Christians have been told. Visit this station's website to download my free guide to your new identity in Christ. Then enter for a chance to win a VIP trip to Dallas this fall. Download your free guide and enter to win a trip to Dallas at letstalkfaith.com. letstalkfaith.com. This is Dan Proft for townhall.com. Cody Lee is a 22-year-old blind autistic man who blew the doors off the joint on the popular America's Got Talent show and left the nation in a puddle of joyful tears with his soulful rendition of Donny Hathaway's A Song for You. The views on YouTube are at 25 million and climbing. 
Cody is as astonishing as is the divide in America over whether the Cody Lees of the world should even be allowed to live in the first place. According to the intellectual godfathers of the pro-abortion movement, Cody Lee is one of those defective people who should have been killed in the womb. Watch him perform and tell me he isn't a divinely inspired talent. Watch Cody Lee perform and ask yourself, is the world a better place with or without him? You just changed the world, America's Got Talent Judge Gabriel Union told Cody Lee after his performance. Let's hope she's right. I'm Dan Proff. The Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy, preparing leaders for the public square. Apply before June 15th at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. I want you to sleep in. I want you to cool down. And I want you to have the home of your dreams. I'm Alyssa Walters, CEO and daughter of family-owned and run BlindsGalore.com. My mom, Shelly. Hi, everyone. And I have been working together for as long as I can remember. We've never settled for mediocre, and you shouldn't either. We're tough customers, but we love to say wow when it's worth it. That's why we built Blinds Galore. To give you designer blinds, shades, drapery, and shutters without the designer price. Get free samples, free shipping, and all the free design help you desire. Our in-house team of experts can help you online or over the phone every step of the way. Plus, you're free to exchange your custom blinds or shades for any reason. It's that simple. We've been doing this for nearly 20 years and want you to take pride in your window treatments. It's your home after all. You'll love the view. We promise. Just go to BlindsGalore.com. That's BlindsGalore.com. Who do you work for? Weekday afternoons at 3. Join Jim and Martha Brangenberg for I Work For Him. Who do you really work for? Is it your clients, your boss, your family, your car payment, yourself, or your lord? This isn't a trick question. There is a right answer. You're either all in or all out. Are you for him? I am. In fact, I work for him. I work for Jesus Christ. I work for him. Weekdays at 3 p.m. on Faith Talk AM 570, AM 910, and FM 102.1. Hey, we're back. Bill Bunkley here. Phone lines are open at 877-943-9673. Well, there's a very special movie that deals with forgiveness. The name of the movie is Emmanuel, and it will be in theaters only on two nights. That's on June the 17th and June the 19th. I misspoke a minute ago. It's not June 17th through the 19th. It's June 17th and June 19th. Now, I want to tell you that my next guest coming up in just a moment, we're standing by for her, is Rose Simmons. And she is the daughter of the late Reverend Daniel Simmons, Sr., who was tragically killed in the 2015 Charleston church shooting that also took the lives of eight other church members. Rose has appeared on a variety of media outlets to share her story of healing and of forgiveness and continues in her father's legacy of faith through her own Christian ministry efforts in Virginia and across the country. You might remember that just a few days ago on Monday, I had a chance to interview uh, Reverend Anthony B. Thompson. Uh, He was the senior pastor of the church. His wife, Myra, was killed also in that tragic shooting. His book, Call to Forgive, the Charleston Church Shootings of Victims' Husband, and The Path to Healing and Peace. And this continues that very remarkable story that uh, 
we uh, had a chance to uh, speak with um, Reverend Thompson about, and what has happened to all of the survivors? What has happened to the family members? Because God not only has been moving, is moving. And um, this story that uh, Rose Simmons is going to share with us, this movie, you know, remember, this this happened after a 21-year-old self-avowed white supremacist opened fire in Emmanuel African Methodist Episcopal Church. Nine African Americans were slain, leaving their fa- their families in the nation to, to just grapple with this senseless act of terror. And so as as we continue to have this theme this week, I think that uh, you really ought to consider jotting down these two dates, June 17th and the 19th. The 18th is not part of this. And uh, check out the local listings, and uh, Emmanuel is going to be playing. Now, let me give you the website as well, EmmanuelMovie.com. That's E-M-A-N-U-A-L-M-O-V-I-E.com. One word, EmmanuelMovie.com. And uh, we're standing by for Rose. She's going to be with us for just a few moments to talk about, um, oh, she's on? All right, let's go directly. I didn't know she was on. I heard something, but I didn't realize you were giving me the signal. Well, we now have uh, Rose Simmons, and again, she is the daughter of the late Reverend Daniel Simmons Sr., who I just uh, uh, introduced in terms of her fulfilling his legacy. And Rose Simmons, good to have you with us today. Hello, and how are you doing today? I'm blessed because you're with me for a few minutes. That's why. That's how I'm yeah. doing today. How's that? <laughs> that's hey, Rose, good. first of all, Rose, Rose, just want to tell you that our hearts uh, continue to go out for you, your family, and all of the other members affected by this. But we've only got a few moments, so let's jump right into this movie, Emmanuel. You all have been through yeah. so much. But yet you have demonstrated uh, just the absolute attributes of, of God's word in terms of a reaction to this horrible event. Talk about this movie and talk about the survivors and family members. Wow. You know, it, it's just an honor to be um, a part of this uh, great film. And in uh, meeting our director, Brian Ivey, who uh, traveled to Charleston, you know, more than three years ago, visited with the families and took us to the Sticky Fingers restaurant <laughs> where we were um, meeting him for the first time. And, and his, his uh, direct and exact words were, guys, I, I want to tell this story. Um, I, I, I don't want any money. Um, I, I just want uh, you to give me the permission to do that. And, 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 and seeing his heart and, and really um, seeing the Holy, uh, the Holy Spirit, you know, upon him, uh, I was honored to just be a part of it. And it's, it's been an incredible ride. It's been a journey, you know, just being a part of this film. And I want to tell you, reiterate that the producers of Emmanuel are donating their proceeds from Emmanuel to the survivors and the families of the victims. And again, mark your calendar, only two showings, okay, only two showings, June 17th and June 19th. To find out more, go to EmmanuelMovie.com. That's EmmanuelMovie.com. You know, Rose Simmons, you talk about this intersection. 
you, you talk about uh, the, the shooter. I mean, that is almost as far as hate can hate can go. But yet you guys are on the exact 180 track. The miraculous, the, the sort of God-only ability through the Holy Spirit to let him flow through you and to have this, this, this wide spirit of forgiveness. Not to say that each, each survivor and family member and, and, and those don't have their moments of just anger about this. But talk about that because this is an amazing, amazing story that the movie Emmanuel is going to capture. Well, I think you touched on it when you said um, that this God-only ability, and and this is what I want the world to know. This this is not something that um, I can do alone just by choice or design. This is the Lord and his power working through myself and uh, the other family members who chose to forgive. And, and, and that is what is so important. It's, it's something that you must uh, conceive with your spiritual intelligence and your spiritual mind. And uh, because the natural mind and, and this flesh that we operate in daily, we can't fathom that. So it, it's just the power of God. And I believe that uh, it is by his design, uh, you know, even even in this tough space that we have had to walk through. But I think his, his entire uh, mind is to reconcile or draw man back to him, to himself. Hmm. Let me just say this, that um, nothing will substitute for the tragedy. But we know the scripture says, all things work for good uh, for those who know and love him. So here we have, we're four years removed, and this movie Emmanuel is coming. And it's not only what you and, and your fellow colleagues who, who share this this disaster together, but, but you've all been out, and of course we know Pastor uh, Reverend Thompson's been out with his new book, uh, Call to Forgive. You're showing us all this forgiveness and talk a little bit about the fact that this movie is part of all things work to good because I think whether you're white, Hispanic, black, whatever, you come and see Emmanuel, you'll think about yourself, you'll think about the world, and hopefully we'll have more of a forgiving heart. Your thoughts about that? Well, uh, here, here again, I believe that the movie um, is going to be a proverbial mirror you know, for all races, and I, I agree with yes. you. God doesn't yes. separate us by color. We do that, you know, through through our um, unintelligence and mere humans. But um, I believe that the film will give you an inside look on, um, a, you know, a true act of forgiveness. And and I say that because I because it's given under under stress and. You know, it, it, it's not something that you would rehearse to do because, um, you know, most of the family members um, would say that they didn't even think that they would do that. It just came out that way. And I think it's the power of God moving. And, and as I said earlier, um, the film itself is uh, definitely going to uh, put you in a place where you are going to have to, you are going to be forced to look at your own heart. You're going to be forced to judge your own heart. And I think that that is um, um, the true purpose of the film. 
Mm. And that website is EmmanuelMovie.com, EmmanuelMovie.com. Those dates are June the 17th and 19th. Excellent opportunity to especially take your children, uh, maybe not the young children for sure, but uh, you, you check out the website, you make that decision. But uh, planting the seeds of oneness in Christ. And uh, my audience have heard me talk so many times that I even hate to use the word race or racism because uh, in my understanding, we just have different uh, skin pigment colors. Uh, and that's all that's all is what is uh, to me biblical in terms of the fact that we're all brothers and sisters, especially when we come to Christ. Last but not least, got a minute left or so. Uh, Charleston has this history. Uh, which we can learn from in terms of the tug and pull of race relations. That's also going to be an opportunity for us to kind of look back in this movie, Emmanuel, and kind of put it all together to what we will decide to do in the future, right? Yes. All right. Well, we know that that's okay. That's okay. Uh, hey, thank you so much, and we know that you were on a limited schedule, but our guest has been Rose Simmons. She's been so gracious to be with us this afternoon, and, uh, and of course, uh, she is very much uh, affected personally by the loss of uh, her daddy, the late Reverend Daniel Simmons, but she is uh, with us today to encourage you to go out and see Emmanuel on June 17th and 19th at website, again, EmmanuelMovie.com, and Rose Simmons, thanks so much for being with us this afternoon. Thank you. I I really enjoyed it. Thank you so much. God bless you. I I wish great success and more than that, great ministry uh, after Emmanuel hits the screen. Amen to that. Amen. All righty. Take care. All right, more of the Bill Bunkley Show coming up in a moment. Phone lines are open at 877-943-9673. That's 877-943-9673. I'm Bill Bunkley. We'll be right back. W-262-CP, Bayonet Point. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. President Trump is sending 1,000 more U.S. troops into Poland as part of a broader security alliance. A vote by the House Oversight Committee is expected soon. The committee considering whether to hold the Attorney General and the Commerce Secretary in contempt for failing to turn over subpoenaed documents. Maine has become the eighth state to legalize medically-assisted suicide. Iran's president has officially welcomed Japanese Prime Minister Shinzo Abe. The Japanese leader is in Tehran on a mission to calm tensions between the U.S. and Iran. The World Health Organization says an expert committee will be meeting on Friday in Geneva to discuss whether to declare the Ebola outbreak a global emergency. On Wall Street, stocks finished lower. The Dow fell 44 points. The Nasdaq off 30. The S&P was down 6. 
This is SRN News. You're a do-it-yourselfer. You fix things around the house, take care of the yard, wash your car, and run your own business. But wow, when it comes to digital marketing and advertising, things aren't so do-it-yourself. Salem Surround can help. Get started with a free evaluation of your digital presence and some great ideas to increase your online visibility and revenue. Total market penetration for increased ROI. Learn more at surroundtampa.com. SurroundTampa.com, connecting you with new customers. Across America, it's snoring season. 90 million Americans make this sound every night. If you have a blocked or narrow nose, you're more likely to open your mouth to breathe, causing snoring. Introducing an ingenious Australian invention called Mute. Mute is a comfortable nasal device that helps you breathe more easily through your nose and snore less. Put snoring season to bed, America. For more information, go to MuteSnoring.com. Mute. Breathe more, snore less, sleep better. Offer not valid in all states or where prohibited by law. Loans are subject to lender approval. See website for details. Need cash now? One of the nation's largest personal loan networks, GetCash.com, is the place to go when you need money fast. All you need is a checking account and a regular source of income. And you could get up to $5,000 discreetly with your computer or smartphone in as little as 24 hours, regardless of your credit history. Get the cash you need fast at GetCash.com. That's GetCash.com. GetCash.com. Who's watching your home when you're not there? It could be a burglar. Burglars prefer to break in when they think no one is home and no one will stop them. Don't be an easy target for intruders. Protect your home with a free security system monitored by ADT, the leader in home security. Pick up your phone now and get free hardware, free medical and fire alerts, and free activation. It's an $850 value. Just call Protect Your Home, your authorized ADT dealer, at 1-877-653-8844. You'll get 24-hour protection, and there's no cost for parts or activation. Call now about a free security system monitored by ADT. Call 1-877-653-8844. installation charge, 36-month monitoring agreement at $35.99 per month. Call for terms and conditions to this offer and protect your home license numbers. Call now, 1-877-653-8844. That's 1-877-653-8844. Travel Cats has put together an incredible Mediterranean adventure just for you. Explore the same streets in Greece and Turkey the Apostle Paul walked as he spread the gospel of Jesus Christ or sail the Mediterranean surrounding the Greek islands in Turkey. These are the most sought-after journeys in the eastern Mediterranean. Book with Travel Cats at 352-277-7300 or go to TravelCats.com. That's 352-277-7300 or book today at TravelCats.com. That's Cats with a K. TravelCats.com. Don't let debt keep you down. Protect your career, your family, and your financial future with help from NFCC, a financial advocate who understands the money issues faced by current and former military members. Schedule a confidential financial review with an objective nonprofit NFCC financial counselor. Call us today at 877-404-6322 or visit us at nfcc.org slash military. You owe it to yourself. Get relief now.
We're back. This is the Bill Bunkley Show. Bill Bunkley here. Phone lines are open at 877-943-9673. Very insightful movie that's going to be available to us, Emmanuel. And uh, really suggest you check that out. Well, a little reflection time on our show this afternoon. And as I've been uh, monitoring the Southern Baptist Convention meetings going on, their annual meeting in Birmingham, Alabama. Just a lot of thought about the convention and a lot of thought about, quite frankly, the gospel. The gospel in America, the gospel in Europe, the gospel in the Middle East, the gospel in the Far East, the gospel in South America, Central America, the gospel in Canada, Russia, China, North Korea. But Barna, George Barna, has some new analysis. And uh, Emily Jones with CBN has uh, a good article piece on that. But I want to talk about this subject because my heart is heavy and my composure is sad. Where do you think the cradle of American Christianity is. Credo being where it was born and nurtured. If you would say in the Northeast, you'd be absolutely correct. Because that's where that's where our brave colonists came and decided to settle in the New World and so with them came the cross of Christ. We were founded on Christian biblical principles. Let no one ever tell you differently. Because the evidence is in our founding documents and other documents written by our founding fathers or quotes that they made during speeches. So we're just a little over 200 years of age. And so America has been blessed, maybe, or cursed with, maybe, prosperity. The definition of prosperity is to succeed in an enterprise or activity, especially to achieve economic success. The sub-definition is to become strong and flourishing. To cause, to succeed, or to thrive. So, prosperity. The, The will to learn how to be prosper. The energies extended to be prosper. Prosperous, I should say. That is the false gospel of America. It is heresy. Because so many Americans are not living a balanced personal life or family life. You can only look at the statistics of the breakdown in the family, the breakdown with the children. 
generations now who have not been raised by mom and a dad and all the different uh, trails, I would call rabbit trails, anything that's not of God, anything that's not of biblical principles, you need to really examine that, that, that trail that you're on. But here's what's so sad. When we end up acting just like the Israelites, when we look at ourselves and realize so many of our fellow Americans are chasing various false idols just like the Jews did, and how their society crumbled because of it. George Barna Barna has a new study. The cradle of Christianity in the U.S. is now its most post-Christian region. That is sad. We need to send missionaries not only to many foreign countries, we need to send messages, uh, excuse me, uh, uh, missionaries to our own northeast. We've got states and a region of the USA that hasn't been introduced to Jesus Christ, has never read hardly any passages in, in the Bible, and they need to be witnessed to as if they're a people group somewhere remote who's never heard of the one true God. I'm talking about the Northeast region. My word, that that's the home of the Puritans. That's the home of other devout Christians. They came to this new world because they wanted to practice Christianity in freedom. Freedom. Today, the Northeast is the most, quote, Barna says, quote, post-Christian region in America. The latest Barna study reveals that Northeast cities rank in the top eight out of the ten most post-Christian cities in America. The ten most post-Christian Pagan cities, if you will, Springfield, Holyoke, Massachusetts, Portland, Auburn, Maine, Providence, Rhode Island, New Bedford, Massachusetts, Burlington, Vermont, Boston, Massachusetts, Manchester, New Hampshire, Albany, Schenectady, and Troy, New York, Hartford, New Haven, Connecticut, Rochester, New York, and the left coast getting in on the act, Santa Barbara, Santa Maria, and San Luis Obispo, Obispo, California, and Seattle to Tacoma, Washington. Now, in the Barner study, 
post-Christian means that according to 16 characteristics that include whether uh, individuals openly identify as atheists or have never made a commitment to Jesus, have not attended church in the last year, or have not read the Bible in the last week. Research was conducted over a 10-year period, and the data was collected from 21,378 people. Last year, Barner wrote that, quote, the role of religion in public life has been slowly diminishing, and the church no longer functions with the cultural authority it held in times past. These are unique days, Barna states, for the church in America as it learns what it means to flourish in a new post-Christian era. Pretty sad, isn't it? And it's pretty sad because all of us, including your host, there's so many examples of you growing up, Some would say, be careful where you erect your ladder. Be careful which building you put your ladder next to and what what building you seek to climb. Because there's two things that comes to mind this afternoon. Number one, do you believe there is a literal hell? Do you believe there is a real hell? And that people apart from Jesus Christ, no one dies when they die. Their soul lives on. Your soul is either absent with the body, present with the Lord, or your soul will be in hell for an eternity, just like you may have a hope that your soul will go to Jesus. He comes again, pre-trib, post-trib, whatever, I'm pre-trib, but raises the bodies up from the cemetery. Those who are alive will meet him in the sky, and we will live forever in heaven. But the question is, do you believe in hell, and do you believe that if someone goes there without knowing Jesus Christ? Because if you really believe that in your heart, it would then become one of the priorities of your life to share your Savior, your Lord Jesus Christ, with as many people who would give you that opportunity. Because if you had a real awareness of that fact, you would not want anyone, starting with your family, to go to hell. But what we do is we ignore that because that's a tough one. I mean, that's a real tough one. The other is, do you really believe in the inerrancy of the Scriptures? Do you believe that you have a special commission in the army of God? You are also a diplomatic ambassador. I mean, do you believe there is a real kingdom of God? And that one day we're going to not only go there to be with Jesus, we're going to reign with him. 
depending on this this process of sanctification here on earth, you are accomplishing things. Are you just accomplishing things for your own future, your own pleasure, your own whatever? Or are you accomplishing things by sharing the gospel, by going to church and being the church, volunteering the gifts that God has given you in teaching, serving, whatnot, whatever? Because what I think what has happened is is that we have bombarded been, been bombarded with so much of Madison Avenue advertising and what we may watch, what we may listen, what forms our worldview. And the next thing you know, what we're really waiting to do each day is to see that next sitcom. Or to go out and, uh, you know, to, to have a few brewskis with your friends. Now, you know, I'm not talking about getting drunk or buzz. I'm just have a drink. Well, we know that that's true with a few people, but that's not necessarily true across the board. And so I believe that if we were, if we lived in a less prosperous society, and there's evidence all around the globe, we would be much closer to the Lord. We would be operating with the Holy Spirit filling us each day. We would be writing our prayers, voicing our prayers. In our whole life, driving around, we would really know that the Holy Spirit is working through us. Jesus is with us every day. And that in the age that we're in now, we are his body. What he did for three years while he was on earth, this is what he's called us to do. Think about the idea of following his example. We become horribly cultural Christians. One of the many things we do in our lives because that's what we do or that's what our parents did or I went to church. But are you really engaged? Because if you believe that Jesus is the way, the truth, and life, no one comes to the Father except by him. You believe his Father is the creator of the universe the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and you believe that in the grand scheme of things that all three, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, were there at the creation, one God, three subsets, if you will, and believe that when Jesus ascended into heaven and had those final prayers with his Father, talking about those that he left behind and you and I, those that would come, and how the Holy Spirit, author of the Word, inspirer of the Word, that the Holy Spirit would lead and guide and direct us. But we have so many, We have our schedules are so full. We get up early, we come home late, and we're tired, and we're chasing the quote-unquote American dream, and next thing you know, it all falls apart. But I want you to pray about turning the corner if you haven't already 
I'm going to tell you, after President Trump is done being president, whether it's next year or four years, I'm going to tell you, unless unless we start going one by one by one and winning people to Christ, this country is going to go with socialism. If we don't if we don't get engaged at some point in time in the near future, a near future for a you know, twelve, sixteen, some point in the future, the momentum by those who are atheists, pagans, non Christ followers, they are not gonna go the way of the cross. They're not gonna follow biblical principles. In fact, you and I you know, God forbid, protect, protect us. Uh, who knows what our future may or may not be. We're certainly not going to be well appreciated on the trajectory that we're taking now. So you know what the hope is? The hope is, is Jesus said, hey, you know what? Let me just fill you. Come and learn of me. Spend some time with me. Read my word. And let's go out and, and let's just put that, that legitimate smile on our face. And when someone says, hey, man, what are you so happy about? You know what? I'm just happy because uh, I am a follower of Christ. And you would not believe that by my just trusting in him, my life isn't perfect. My finances aren't perfect. I don't necessarily have my dream job. But you know what? I find it all joy because what I do have is Jesus Christ. Would you mind if I tell you about him? Can, can I tell you about this special friend? Because you know what? He would love to be your Lord and Savior, too. He would love to be with you through that process. Accept him as your Lord and Savior. And then you get this helper. You ever wanted a helper? This helper that lives inside you called the Holy Spirit. And I'm just giving you a little example on how you just work that into conversations. And... Um, I got to tell you that it's just a a very very special time for us in American church history to look at those relics, those churches, the steeples, the bricks, the mortar when we were a Christian nation. And it was an in thing to be a Christian in that Christian nation. It's up to you and I one by one by one. It's not going to happen by videos, mass marketing. I ask you to consider being a share the gospel type of Christian. Because that's going to make a difference. Hey, I want to thank you for being with us. Thank you for being a sojourner in the culture that we live in. For those of you seeking Jesus Christ, I want to tell you he is waiting at the door right now. And you can give your heart to him this moment. And for others, you know going it alone just isn't working out. Never does. Come home to Jesus. Come home and ask him to forgive you. Ask him to revive you. And for the rest of us, let's do that every day. Well, coming up next, my pastor, Dr. Ken 
Witten. Today's edition, Living Truth. Ordinary Matters. Ordinary Matters, Part 1. That's coming up right after Bill Bunkley's show. Thanks for being with us. More of the Bill Bunkley Show tomorrow at 4. Be on time. I'll look for you then. Have a wonderful, blessed evening. God bless and good afternoon. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.